Ladies and gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the Steam and Wise Guys, it's the always feared Vegas Odds Maker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! And now, let's get it on! Against the Spread Winning Picks with Mark Lawrence! Welcome everybody, this is Mark Lawrence and we're going against the spread on this week's NFL and college football cards as we always do each and every week here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Joining me is our co-host Victor King from King Creole Sports. We've got a big show on tap for you today. We'll also be hopping out to Las Vegas, checking with our good friend Andy Isco to get the Vegas vibe to find out exactly what's going on in Las Vegas this particular weekend. And a good friend of ours in a special segment about Fire fan Patrick O'Donohue will join us with big news about the release of the first World Interactive Sports game launching here next week. We'll be visiting with Patrick to find all about that in detail as well. I'll share with you my awesome angle of the week along with complimentary picks from Victor and I. Like I say, a big show on tap here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread today. And, Victor, quite a week it was last week in the world of both college and pro football when the dogs were barking last week on both sides of the ball. You know, if you like playing the underdogs, this was a fantastic weekend for you, definitely. You saw what happened, the bloodbath in the college football playoff rankings with all those uh, underdogs winning outright in the NFL on Sunday. Eight outright underdog wins as well. And uh, as a result, it was a good weekend for your service. I'm seeing that big four-star best bet on USC on Saturday. That capped off your, what, four-and-one day in college football. Six and two overall on the weekend. Also the game of the month winner in the Denver Broncos. So a uh, really nice weekend for you there, Mark, with your service plays, your Mark Lawrence the game day selections, and uh, a great uh, jumping off point as we head into the latter half of the month of November. Talking about jumping off points, Victor, here, the college football Polls are now in place, the playoff football polls, and a little bit of excitement once again after what happened Saturday in college football. The bloodbath, if you will, for the number two, three, and four ranked teams all going down last week, and it ended up switching a lot of positions inside the college football playoff poll this week. Taking a look here, what jumped out to me, what I noticed is that we have our usual array of Southeast Conference teams that are ranked in the top 25, eight of them, in fact. But the big difference this year, as opposed to years in the past, number one ranked Alabama assumes that top spot. But you have to go all the way down to number 14, West Virginia, to find the next team inside this poll here. There's a big, big gap between a falloff of SEC teams. We also find five teams from the Big Ten, five from the Pac-12, three from the ACC, and three from the Big 12. So, again, once again, some disparity inside the polls here. And, Victor, your take on the college football playoff polls, anything that you find a little bit out of position or a little bit questioning that you would question at this stage of the football season? You know, we're already seeing two out of the top four teams from the Big Ten Conference, and there is a plausible scenario in which that will be the case to land two teams in the playoff if Ohio State – or Michigan wins out, and then Penn State wins the conference championship, it would be awfully hard to leave either of them out, that is for sure. So the Big Ten Conference is in the center of the college football universe from now, basically, until college football playoff selection Saturday. 
They sure are. And in fact, inside that Big Ten conference, the weird thing that happens, Victor, is uh, if you can imagine Ohio State beating Michigan, of which they will be favored to do in the big house, or I should say at the Horseshoe in Columbus this year, then you have the other scenario playing out that should Wisconsin and should Penn State win out their final football games, the two teams playing in the Big Ten championship this year would be Penn State and Wisconsin. Both Ohio State and Michigan would be out on the sidelines, which would lead to an interesting decision for the playoff committee. How could you leave either Michigan or Ohio State out of the playoffs, winning the Big Ten, uh, not, not so much winning the Big Ten title, but with only one loss and the two combatants being Penn State and Wisconsin? It'll be a little bit of a hair-scratching situation, and I'm sure one that perhaps the pollsters might want to hope that either Penn State or Wisconsin loses in. But if that happened to be the case, Victor, what would your vote be out of the Big Ten if that scenario were to arise? Boy, that is a tough, tough call. You know, if, if there are no upsets in the next two weeks, now that's a massive if, given the fact that we've got a lot of what rivalry games coming up. Uh, here's what we could, you know, very well see in the final weekend. Uh, number one, Alabama. Let's say number two, Ohio State. Number three, Clemson comes in at 11-1. and one. And then that debate that you're talking about, that ferocious debate over the number four spot between perhaps Louisville, uh, Washington, if the Huskies are indeed favored in their rivalry game on the road, I might add, against Washington State. There could be Michigan at 10-2. and two. There could be the Big Ten West <laughs> champion, Wisconsin at 10-2. and two. And then the Big East division champion, Penn State, at 10-2. and two. So we are talking a massive debate. It's going to be settled on the field. But uh, it's a tough call. I, d I don't have the answer to that right now. Yeah, we just have to let that baby play out. Uh, it'll be yep. what it'll be. There'll be nothing we can do to speculate about it, but uh, it'll be interesting to say the least. Recapping college football last week in the big underdog week that it was, there were 15 teams from our midweek alert football newsletter that won games in inside-out fashion, meaning they won the game but lost the stats or vice versa. There were 12 teams that won straight up in the role of an underdog, six of them as double-digit underdogs in that big underdog Saturday in college football, the big underdog week, with one game playing to overtime. And before I move it over to the National Football League side of things, also an interesting note from the midweek alert, which, by the way, swept the board going 6-0 and last week. And there's a special sale on now for anybody that wants to subscribe to the Midweek Alert from now through the end of the Super Bowl, just $49 for the Red Hot Midweek. You can do that online at playbook.com. Inside the Midweek, as I was mentioning, there are only two teams in college football that are left standing that have been perfect in the stats thus far this year. That's Louisville and Western Michigan. Western Michigan, one of the other only other undefeated team, along with Alabama and Louisville, hoping to play its way into the college football playoffs as well. On the National Football League side of things, there were six games that were decided inside out in fashion. Nine underdog winners on the National Football League card that won the games straight up. So between the college football and the National Football League last week, we had a total of 21 teams that won games straight up as underdogs last week. Hence, the dogs were barking in big-time fashion last week. And I guess, Victor, the big news this week, uh, before I get to the uh, over that National Football League side of things in its entirety, you mentioned about dogs in particular uh, when I talked with you before the show about either college or pro football. What's your take or what have you f seen in report cards as far as underdogs have happened this season? Right. You know, I was uh, playing around in the database earlier this morning, Mark. Before I get to my numbers, 
I got a question here for you. Since we live in the sunshine state, who was the best college football team in the state of Florida? Well, I don't know if there's a stick out team right now, but uh, <laughs> that best team is probably <laughs> an unsung team. <laughs> probably uh, a South Florida. Uh, you tell me who is the best team in the state right, of Florida. Right, there you go. The South Florida yeah. Bulls from our, all of our fans in the Tampa St. Pete area, 8-2 and two from a one-loss perspective. That's better than what you might think Miami, Florida, or Florida, or even Florida State with three losses. But hats off to the South Florida Bulls. This is a team that really should be in the top 25 in the college football rankings. If you ask me, I think there's an infatuation still with Texas A&M. They should not be ranked in the top 25, yet they still are. That should be South Florida's spot. But uh, they can take a little solace in the fact that they'll probably be playing for the American Athletic Champion. Right now they're tied with Temple in the East Division. Uh, one game better in the overall standings. But uh, South Florida, the Bulls could very well be playing uh, either Navy or Houston for the AAC Conference Championship game. But into those numbers that we are talking about from our database, Mark, college football underdogs off that tremendous Saturday. Here's the best situations to be playing on those dogs as we head into the last couple of weeks of the regular season. College football underdogs, 82-51-2 on the blind. That's against the spread versus any favorite opponent who comes into the game off a loss. That's a straight 61% across the board and uh, a great situation to be playing on dogs when they're going against a team off a loss. If these teams themselves are off a loss, so we're talking about a college football game where we're on the dog, both teams come in off a loss, 42-15-1 ATS on the well. season. That is 74%. And then within that 74%, We've got uh, a couple of tighteners as well. Double-digit dogs in this scenario, 18-4, and four, 82%, or underdogs that are playing on the road, 81% against the spread, 26-6 and six ATS on the season, and there are four such dogs going this week. Keep your eye on, in the Pac-12 Conference, Arizona against Oregon State, Arizona State, taking on Washington State, Indiana plus the points against Michigan, and finally Texas State plus the points against New Mexico State. College football underdogs, both teams coming off a loss and you're playing on the road. That's a great situation to be playing on this season. Sure is. An update from Victor King on what's happening in the world of college pro football this week. Keep an eye on those four teams, as he mentioned, on this week's college football card. On the National Football League side of things, I guess the big news this week is the announcement that quarterback Jared Goff will finally be making his first start for the L.A. Rams this Sunday. And it's a long, long overdue start, to say the least especially given the fact that he was the number one pick of the entire draft this football season here. Yeah, but for whatever reason, Jeff Fisher decided to stick with Case Keenum, despite the fact that Keenum, Keenum led the team to the worst offense in the National Football League, the worst scoring offense. He had nine touchdown passes, 11 picks. His quarterback ranking of 76.8 Keenum just couldn't hold the fort long enough for Fisher he had to make the change, and we'll see exactly what happens when they take on the Miami Dolphins this week in the National Football League. There are now 15 teams with winning records in the NFL. Last week we talked about it. 
There were only a 12 at this juncture, so it's improving a little bit after last week's results. Teams are beginning to maybe come back to a little bit better form in the NFL this particular week. And, uh, Victor, before I ask you about maybe what you thought is the most surprising thing as far as what's happened in the National Football League this year, one quick note here from our friend Steve Crabb, the Texas Tornado, uh, nominating his most embarrassed team in the National Football League this year. He nominates the New England Patriots, of which I would not disagree with. I mean, they were really red-faced, embarrassed, losing at home. Sunday night to Seattle, a game that Seattle wanted in the worst way, but it was a, a really a rotten performance by the Patriots. Now they pick up and go on the road this week. They go to San Francisco, which, by the way, happens to be Tom Brady's hometown where he was born and raised in San Mateo over that way. But it's also not in keeping with what we do by playing most embarrassed teams in the National Football League when they come as prohibitive favorites as New England is. So that one is a play, yes, but it'll be with an asterisk because I will not be playing it. Your take, Victor, before we move on over to <laughs> uh, over into our college football game of the week and onward into the show. Surprises this year in the National Football League, what would be at the top of your list? The AFC Conference potential playoff standings. We touched a couple of weeks ago on the fact that the AFC North it's been a down year for them. It's a tight division. Only one and a half games separate the top three teams, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. The same can be said for the AFC South. Another tight division. Only two games separate the top three teams, Houston, Tennessee, and Indianapolis. But my surprising aspect is, guess what? The AFC West division, we're not going to see one playoff team. We're not going to see two. There's going to be three playoff teams coming out of the AFC West if things kind of hold true to form like they are right now, Kansas City and Oakland tied for first at 7-2. Denver right behind at 7-3. and three. So, again, there could very well be three teams from the AFC West Division that make the playoffs. Yeah, that is a bit surprising. The power conference or a power division being the AFC West. I think no one would have uh, envisioned that. The Out of the AFC, the weakest division has been the AFC North, where only Baltimore has a winning record at 5-4 and four this football season here. And you take a look at the other side of things in the NFC West, the West division in the NFC, only one team with a winning record. That's Seattle. Arizona struggled this year. And a little bit of a weak showing by the AFC North this year with Detroit and Minnesota at five and four co-leaders there. So I think the bottom line to the whole thing is when you ask anybody the most surprising thing development in the NFL this year, it would probably have to be the Dallas Cowboys and what they've done, this tremendous run. They've been on eight straight wins and covers in a row. Dak Prescott leading the way, the number four ranked quarterback in the NFL QB ratings. He's for real. Ezekiel Elliott has been for real. They've been a dynamite force here, and it's strange to see the NFL's most highest-paid cheerleader is on the sidelines in Tony Romo in Dallas these days. And, you know, he's not, to his credit, the classy guy that he is. He's not complaining. He's there to support Dak Prescott. And hopefully we'll be able to see the Dallas Cowboys make their charge into the playoffs. But it's sure nice having a quarterback like Tony Romo as your backup quarterback <laughs> yeah, these mm-hmm. days in the National Football League, to say the least. Hey, guys, don't go away. When Victor and I come back, we're going to tear down our college football game of the week. We're also visiting with Patrick O'Donoghue about the Fire Fan Games launch, the big news that's happening next week with Fire Fan Games. That and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread.
Attention all serious football fans. If you follow the best football newsletters in the nation, now you can get them all at the all-new Playbook Newsletter Superstore. One visit allows you to download the best publications in the nation, including The Gold Sheet, Victor King's NFL Totals Tip Sheet, PointWise, Sports Reporter, The Playbook, Power Sweep, The Logical Approach, The Green Sheet, and The Gridiron Gold Sheet. Check it out now at PlaybookSuperstore.com or download your weekly newsletters on the all-new Playbook Cube. That's every major football newsletter on the market today. Now available at PlaybookSuperstore.com. Think you know sports? Let's find out how many times do you predict the next play during a game. Now you can prove it to your friends and earn prizes in the process with the exciting new interactive sports app, FireFan. Get in the game now with a free download at FireFan.com. Use the promo code FIREGAMES. It's fun, it's social, it's competitive, it's interactive, it's free, and it's going to change the way you approach game day at FireFan.com. Play by yourself, form a league, do live chats, and get in the game today at FireFan.com. Get a free download now by entering the code FIREGAMES. That code again is FIREGAMES. And join the army of fans that have found a better way to play. Ignite your passion for sports today. Enter the promo code FIREGAMES. Now at FIREFAN.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King as we go against the spread on this week's college and pro football cards. And with that, before we get to our college football game of the week, a beauty we've got on tap inside the Southeast Conference this week, we're going to hop out to Las Vegas and join in with our good friend Patrick O'Donohue. Patrick is a lifelong fan of the New Orleans Saints. He's an entrepreneur from New Orleans who happens to live in Las Vegas these days but still follows the Saints in a big-time fashion. And like Victor and I, Patrick is also on the fire fan bandwagon here. And uh, I'm going to welcome you, first of all, Patrick, and uh, let our fans know what attracted you to fire fan like it did Victor and I, if you will. Well, thanks, Mark. First, I want to say I'm honored and it's humbling because I'm a big fan of yours and playbook and your work over the years um, and your record and your resume speaks volumes and speaks for itself. Um, getting to your question, uh, what really attracted to me is I, I did some research and uh, I found out I did a little due diligence. My buddy Bernie Frado, who lives out here in Las Vegas, who used to formerly do play-by-play and pre- and post-game for the Detroit Lions, uh, he uh, called me up and said, man, have you heard about this app? And I really hadn't. And I, uh, I took a look at it. And what attracted me was some of the top developers, including some, you know, some guys from EA Sports formerly and Hasbro and Disney Pixar, they all came together, um, and literally, these guys are saying that out of everything they've ever done, that this app is their Picasso and their masterpiece, and they've worked on some of the top games like Madden, um, Tiger Woods Golf, and uh, NASCAR Thunder, and mini games for all, all across the board and, and gaming. So they're crossing over and getting involved with real-life um, games that we can follow on TV and be interactive with that we're going to be watching already, but now we're going to be a little bit more interactive and a little bit more um, involved with these games because this is the first live, social, interactive, non-gambling, family-friendly, all-ages sports app. Now, that's a mouthful, but uh, <laughs> what it's going to involve is um, you're talking about live, you know, up-to-the-minute, real-time interaction 
social, you're going to have a social media component to this, much like the Facebook of sports or the Twitter of sports. Um, again, it's going to be non-gambling and family-friendly. Uh, only 18% of America plays fantasy football. This is going to appeal to both the casual and avid sports fans of all ages. Um, you, like any app, you're going to need to be uh, get permission from your parents if you're under 12 years old to download the game. Um, but just like Candy Crush and Angry Birds, that's the same sort of uh, age limit they put on that. So I know that a lot of uh, a lot of kids will be growing up playing this app, and I envy them. I wish I I wish I had this app growing up. Uh, you're talking about um, being able to jump in and and you know literally with the social media uh, social media component to it, um, literally be able to uh, smack talk and jump in and commiserate or celebrate with fellow fans. Uh, the non-gambling aspect is, uh, you know, is, is pretty unique in that you're getting points when you play and you get participation points, which are also rewards points, which on the back end will, um, you can exchange for things like uh, team hat, team jersey, gift cards, electronics. And we're talking about bigger items like maybe a big screen TV, um, tickets to the big game, round trip airfare, even a new car. So we're really talking about some exciting rewards on the back end of this. So um it literally is going to change and revolutionize the way we view sports, not only here in America, but worldwide. It's going to be in 220 countries and territories. And with close to 2 million or over 2 million uh, by launch, we're looking at um, the biggest launch that any app has ever had in the history. Pokemon Go had 50,000 downloads in the first four hours. We're staring um, that many probably in the first few minutes of the app launching. Wow. Some big, wow. big numbers. A lot of exciting things about the FireFan app. And as you mentioned here, this app, Patrick, is going to appeal to a lot of people, obviously. Sports fans, fans that are uh, uh, connected with fraternities, with colleges, with universities. Uh, what do you expect here uh, to be the most appealing thing about the sports fan, uh, to the sports fan about the FireFan app to be? I know that you can play this game live, interactive. And uh, what sports, Patrick, are you aware of that will be able to play this sports live interactively with? Okay, well, uh, let me just start from the top in terms of why, who it's going to appeal to and, and why, and, and then get into the sports right after that. Um, you're going to have beginner, intermediate, and expert levels. Everyone's, everyone has their phone in their hand, you know, even the, everyone, and you're watching the game. So this is a one-handed game. You can have your beer or your popcorn in one hand and the game in the other. You'll have beginner intermediate and expert levels you can jump in at. So if you're just learning a sport and eventually I'll kind of fast forward here, we're going to have eventually all sports. If it can be viewed and viewed and watched on TV, it'll eventually be on the app. I'll go through some of the beginner sports that we'll have here in a second, but you're looking at beginner level, someone who's young or old or just learning a sport can come in and literally, you know, kind of, or even a casual fan can come in as a beginner and just play along and get more equated with the app and whatnot. So I know my mom, who's going to be 70 this year, she's going to be playing it right along with my dad, who's going to be 72. And uh, they'll be playing as well as uh, I know some friends of mine who have their eight-year-olds who are all primed and ready to go to play this app. So um, it's going to be neat in terms of having the levels to play. It's going to be real time, real speed. We're talking about, say, it's fourth and two and the Saints are going for it. Will they convert this to a first down? Yes or no? These are coming during breaks in the game. Then the next question may be, will it be a pass or a run? So based on how right I am, I'm going to get points. If I'm wrong or I don't answer, I'm not going to lose points. 
I'm just not going to gain points because they're only winners in this game. So what we're looking at is um, a really neat thing that I heard about just yesterday is there's going to be a section called moments in each game, which basically will be live updates and pictures from the sideline photographers of the action going on. Beyond the game, this app will replace any kind of game cache you might have used in the past to follow the game that you couldn't watch live. If you were stuck somewhere without a TV, you can use this to keep up with what is and what's going on in the game better than anything you used to use before. So you'll be able to track the game live. Even if you're not near it, you can still play this game. You don't have to be immediately in front of the TV. We're starting with NFL, um, NBA. We're going to have uh, eventually soccer, hockey, baseball, boxing, racing, cricket, rugby, um, tennis. If it can be viewed and watched on TV, like I said before, it can be, you can eventually, it'll eventually be through the app. Um, we're talking about real time, um, you know, interaction where let's say we go to um, a commercial timeout because there's a, there's a, re a challenge on the sidelines over a penalty, over the, over something that happened on the field. Coaches throw the challenge flag, flag. we go to, uh, we go to commercial, a question pops up on your phone. Will this challenge overturn the current ruling on the field? Yes or no. Um, you can have things like out of bounds, like, you know, the, the Saints, the very controversial Saints play this week, which broke my heart. If we went to timeout and it said, you think that guy stepped out of bounds? I would have said yes. When they came back, the officials ruled the other way. So I would have been wrong. So uh, just like the Saints, I kind of would have, but I wouldn't have lost points. I just wouldn't have gained points on that. So What's really neat is uh, is being able to jump in. You can uh, you can play by yourself. You'll have a city ranking, a state ranking, a national ranking, even a global ranking, uh, especially for the bigger sports. Um, you can play head to head against the buddy. You can start your own house party. This is going to be great for Super Bowl when everyone comes over. You get them all on the app. You can create a locked or unlocked party where everybody at your Super Bowl party can jump in and play, or at your fraternity house can jump in and play, and be competing against each other. You can even set it up. Or if your next door neighbor's having a house party and you're having a house party, your group of friends can compete against their group of friends. And so you'll have, you can, you know, look and see who's ahead at halftime and have all kinds of fun um, playing the app in that fashion. Um, you have literally um, 300 current and former athletes and celebrities that you can jump in and play with as well. Um, current former athletes such as uh, Drew Brees, Shaquille O'Neal, Kevin Garnett, LaDainian Tomlinson, Ray Lewis, Marshall Falk, Deion Sanders, 10 Heisman Trophy winners, multiple Super, winning, Super Bowl winning QBs, uh, Snoop Dogg, Katy Perry, Justin Timberlake, Evander Holyfield, Manny Pacquiao, and the list goes on over 300 current and former athletes and celebrities on a legends list. Wow, it sounds like there's a lot to really get involved with this Fire Fan app, and it makes the player the same as a coach. The coaches make decisions, you make decisions, and you earn reward points along the way. It sounds like a lot of fun. Patrick, let me ask you this. What will be the release date? Have you heard? I know there's been a lot of talk about this game coming out. Have you heard any word about when this release will happen? Yeah, if you're if you're currently already pre-registered or if you're going to get pre-registered today, you can go to firefan.com and put in fire games. That's plural. It can be capital or non-capital, but fire games uh, with an S. Um, you can, uh, if you're already pre-registered and if you're getting pre-registered, which I'll go through the perks and benefits to being pre-registered, um, the, we're looking as early as Monday. You may see a, uh, an email come through that will give you the link. At that point, you want to download the app as soon as possible. You want to share with your friends on Facebook and your contact list 
because if you don't invite your friends to play along with this um, through inviting them after you download the game, somebody else will. You'll be rewarded with uh, tokens and game points, and that brings us to kind of, uh, you know, everyone wants to know, is this app free? This app is free, free to download, free to play, free to share. Um, you will be rewarded through and incentivized to share with your friends and family and help this go viral um, as one of the, if not the biggest app launch in the history. So you'll be part of history as well. But you're looking at um, being able to do that probably as early as Monday, this coming Monday, the 21st. I don't know if they're going to stagger the uh, invitations or just what, but I know there's going to be an email that comes out as early as Monday, the 21st. You can start looking for this definitely by Thanksgiving if for some reason it is an app and there are technical things that can happen. So we know that there could be a delay. Um, part of the advantages to being a pre-registered player include, uh, we're talking about things like a token package to start the game with. Um, you're talking about a, uh, an achievement badge that, that you will have for being an original downloader of the game. But most importantly, getting that email and getting, uh, getting on board as quick as possible to become, you know, like, again, original downloader of the game, you'll be able to share with everybody and start playing right away. Um, one thing that this thing is going to be driven by, and the reason why it is free, is because it's driven by advertisers. Advertisers are flocking to get to the sports fans because these sports fans are now going to be connected with their favorite sports around the world. So advertisers are going to have little 15 to 30 second ads that you can click on. You click on an ad, you, you watch a quick little ad, you get a token. Uh, you can do that multiple times a day, multiple times a month. And uh, you can also click on take a survey, earn tokens that way. You can invite friends, earn tokens that way. You can click on, for an example, this is just an example, but say there's a, a special Domino's ad. You can jump on uh, the pizza ad and, uh, and click on that, and you'll get uh, possibly, this is just an example, percentage back of the money you spend on that ad in tokens as well, a token bonus for purchasing an ad that you click on through the app. So there are multiple ways. And of course, you can always jump on and buy tokens like I'm going to do, because I know I'm going to be heavily playing this game. You can be playing head to head against a buddy in a house party, playing in Snoop Dogg or Drew Brees and chatting and right along with them all at the same time. You can check in and see your city ranking, your state ranking, your national ranking. Literally, there are multiple things you can be doing. Um, this app will be a true companion for you you'll basically have the game in your hand as well as the game you know as well as well as having your head in the game even more so than ever before so i'm excited as you can tell i can't wait um I, i'm i'm gonna be i'm gonna be checking at midnight to see if it, to see if, it uh, <laughs> see if i get that email to that you know so that's cool we're visiting with patrick o'donohue a big fan of fire games, you can pre-register for the free fire fan download. All you need to do is to go to firefan.com and use the promo code fire games. That's F I R E G A M E S fire games to get your free download of the fire fan app and play your first game free of charge. That's firefan.com. Use the promo code fire games. And if we're ex as excited about as Patrick is about this game, it looks like it's going to be a major hit and I can't wait till this thing goes viral. Patrick, if this thing goes out next week, even anything close to Thanksgiving day, I think it's going to be the biggest buzz about Thanksgiving, the new fire fans game. For sure. If you just look at the, the Pokemon go explosion and, and that was just appealing to uh, a certain segment of you know, of, of, I didn't. I didn't even. I never. I never. I wasn't part of the Pokemon thing, so I didn't really know what it was. But I sure heard about it on the news, and you'll still be hearing about this on the news. 
with 50,000 downloads, they set the record with 50,000 downloads in the first four hours. Um, like I said before, we're, we're looking at that and within 72 hours or something like that, they had over 10 million downloads. So you can imagine with close to 2 million or over by the time we launch of uh, what those numbers would extrapolate into and, and the sheer geogression, geographic, ah, sorry, the, the sheer ge geometric progression of numbers. That's a tongue twister this early in the morning out here in Vegas. Um, <laughs> talking, it's, it's 747 out here and uh, not 1047 where you are. But um, so you're, you're talking, you're talking about, uh, you know, really just something that's going to explode overnight and, and literally be, and by Thanksgiving with everyone playing with their family and friends and turning them onto the game, I literally uh, expect this to really change the landscape of the way we view sports and be part of the vernacular, just like Twitter and Facebook FireFan will be part of the vernacular of the sports fan um, lingo and, and what's going on. It's just like people, like people say fantasy and that's multiple leagues and everything, but this will be one single app that people will refer to and jump in and play. And literally that you can create an open or a locked league and, you know, come this time next year, you know, fantasy, fantasy teams can get involved and they can uh, even right now, but you know, next year you can, you can add something to your fantasy league. You can take the 12 guys you're with and say, Hey, every Monday night, we're going to have six guys on this team and six guys on this team. And we're going to compete head to head each Monday night in a locked league against each other and, and see how we do and have the bragging rights. And it really is going to change the way, like I said before, that we view and watch sports, not only here in America, but worldwide. You'll be able to follow me at Fire Games Now. That's Fire Games Now um, on Twitter. And I'm going to have also a Facebook page that says Play Fire Games Today, Ignite Your Fandom, where we're going to be having big leagues, probably well over 500 people. And you can really test and see how you finish against some of the top guys in Vegas, some of the top sports guys, and literally, you know, just everybody from all ages because I literally expect well over 500 each week to be playing in the fire games league. So make sure that you, you jump in that league as well as jump in, um, you know, Mark's league and Brian blessings league and, and anyone else and any friends, you know, you can be playing in multiple leagues at the same time. So uh, take advantage of that and really, you know, ignite your fandom and, and realize that uh, we're on the precipice of really something that's going to change the way we view sports. It's called FireFan, guys. FireFan. Go to FireFan.com now. Download your free app. Use the promo code FIREGAMES, F-I-R-E-G-A-M-E-S, FIREGAMES at FireFan.com and be in place when the game launches next week. Patrick, it was great visiting with you on the show this week. I'm going to play the game. Victor's going to play the game. You're going to play the game. Hopefully everybody out there listening to us will play the game with us. Enjoy the game when it launches. Thanks, Mark. Take care. That was Patrick O'Donohue joining us from Las Vegas with big news about the launch of the Fire Fan Game, which you'll be seeing next week. And with that, let's roll into our college football game of the week segment, if we will, Victor, here. And we took a little bit of extra time in there with Patrick, but the news is big about the Fire Fan launch. We're excited about that. Our college football game of the week we've got on tap on the show is a beauty inside the Southeast Conference when Florida takes on LSU in a remake or I, I should say a, a game that was rained out by Hurricane Matthew, a makeup game that's going to be played this Saturday, the Gators and the Bengals. Victor, your take on this big SEC showdown on Saturday. Right, and there was a little bit of controversy uh, originally when the game was called off uh, 
there's a little hemming and hawing going on. Uh, are we going to reschedule this? Uh, where is it going to be? You know, Florida could have definitely used this game being at home at the Swamp rather than in Baton Rouge. That is uh, for sure. Now, in terms of the point spread and over-under line, LSU is up to almost a full two-touchdown favorite in this game, 13.5 to 14-point favorite for the Tigers. And the over-under line, 37 to 37 and a half. And if you think that is low, you're indeed correct, particularly for a college football game. And let's talk about over-under lines for a minute. You know, in the NFL, the average over-under line this season has been 46 points. That's your middle-of-the-road mean right there, 46 points. In college football, the average over-under line in the game is 57 to 58 points. So here you got a game that is 21 points lower than the average college football line. I mean, 37, 38, that's low for an NFL game. That's really, really low for a college football game. Why is it that low? Well, there's probably two to three different reasons. And naturally, Mark, we're not going to confuse this game with one of those high-scoring, quick-tempo Big 12 clashes. That is for sure. These two teams average the fewest offensive snaps in the SEC, they're ranked last and second last. Florida runs only 69 offensive plays per game. LSU even slower at 60 offensive plays per game. What's another reason the line is so low? Well, how about looking at each team's offense? We're not talking about, again, Big 12 or Pac-12 teams here. That is for sure. Florida, the number 94 offense in the country only 378 yards per game. They're the number 82 scoring offense at only 26 points per game. Same with LSU. They're only ranked number 71 on offense, number 74 in scoring offense. And our last reason why the over-under line is so low, probably defense, two of the best defenses in all of college football. Florida ranked number three. They're only allowing 267 per game, number five in scoring defense, the Gators allow less than two touchdowns per game this season at 13.3. And the same holds true for the LSU Tigers, ranked number 13 in overall defense, number six in scoring defense. Like Florida, the Tigers of LSU allow less than two touchdowns per game, only 13.9. So now you know why the line is so low in this particular game. Now the series... Uh, quite surprisingly, has been pretty high scoring between these two teams. Six of the last nine meetings have gone over the total. Average line, 44.8. Average score, 46.6. And in fact, in the last two years, both games went over. There were 63 points scored in last year's game. There were 57 points scored in the 2014 game. From a trend perspective, both teams do trend to go or tend to go low in the month of November Florida 0 and 7 over under their last seven games wow. played in the month of November. LSU 1 and 8 in November. So again, like I say, don't confuse this with one of those high scoring games. In this game, it's going to be the under, or you're going to have to pass. And with a line of 37 and a half, there's not much margin for error here. Particularly, what concerns me is the fact that in addition to the quarterback change for Florida, they've suffered some massive injuries on their defensive front. The fact that the line is so low and that Florida has some major defensive injuries has got me either, again, like I say, Mark, thinking under, 
I may play the under in a teaser and at least bump the line up six to seven points and then play that number under. But uh, I may have to pass in that game as well. We'll revisit it on Saturday. But right now, the number is a little too low for my liking. Victor's going to watch the total in the Florida LSU game, possibly a move up. He'll play the under. He leans under in the game in a matchup of two really, really staunch defensive football teams. As I mentioned, this is a makeup from Hurricane Matthew, this football game here, with a lot of big implications inside the Southeast Conference. The number three-ranked defense in the nation, the Florida Gators, allowing just 278 yards a game. Their offense complements that defense because they're lousy. They're ranked number 101 in the nation. They gain just 372 yards a contest. The Gators come into this football game playing with triple revenge exact. And the reason I point that out is, since 1980, Florida has played with triple revenge exact against uh, Southeast Conference opponents only five times. They're four and one straight up, three one and one to the spread in this particular role when looking to exact that triple revenge scenario from a Southeast Conference opponent. Florida's also excelled in this series when they've been on the road at LSU when they've played. LSU with the win percentage of 750 or less when the Bengals have been 750 or less. Flora's been in that role nine times. They've won eight of the nine times straight up and against the spread. For LSU, a revitalized football team with Ed Ogeron now taking over the program here, this new running back combo that they have, this tandem of Leonard Fournette and Darius Geis, pounded the ball for 252 yards, two touchdowns last week on only 21 rushing attempts. They're a powerful running attack that Florida is going to have to stop if they wish to get out of Death Valley alive this Saturday. The number 13-ranked defense for LSU allows just 313 yards a game. And you're also talking about an LSU defense that, since Ed Ogeron has taken over, this team is 4-1 and one straight up in the spread under Ogeron. They've held four of those five opponents to season-low yards as the LSU defense. This game has got all the makings of a chess match, if you will, and it looks to be a dead low-scoring game, as Victor mentioned here. Not a lot of value to tackle with the total, but this certainly has the making of being a real tough defensive matchup. The bottom line to me, the Florida Gators, when they play as Southeast Conference double-digit dogs, a rare role for Florida taking doubles in an SEC game when they're in that role taking on an opponent off a winning cover they've been there five times they've won the money all five times I'll play the points with Florida the defensive dog in this contest for my side in the big LSU Florida showdown this Saturday inside the SEC you're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show don't you go away when Victor and I come back we're going to tear down our NFL game of the week of beauty inside an intra-conference matchup when Baltimore takes on Dallas we'll take that game and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence against the spread sports let's find out how many times do you predict the next play during a game now you can prove it to your friends and earn prizes in the process with the exciting new interactive sports app firefan get in the game now with a free download at firefan.com use the promo code playbook king it's fun it's social it's competitive it's interactive it's free and it's going to change the way you approach game day at firefan.com play by yourself form a league do live chats and get in the game today at firefan.com get a free download now by entering the code playbook king 
That code again is Playbook King. And join the army of fans that have found a better way to play. Ignite your passion for sports today. Enter the promo code Playbook King. Now at FireFan.com. Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag is an industry-leading website that offers odds and action on your favorite games. Take advantage of the MyBookie specials before they're gone. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or visit us online at mybookie.ag to open an account. Pull out your smartphone to sign up with our user-friendly mobile site for on-the-go action. What are you waiting for? Come join mybookie.ag today. Call toll-free at 844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest, only the best, only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. Welcome back, everybody. Mark Lawrence along with Victor King as we go against the spread in this week's college and pro football cards. It's time once again for our NFL Game of the Week, a beauty inside an intra-conference game when the Baltimore Ravens invade Dallas to take on the Red Hot Cowboys. Victor, your take on these two division leaders, the Cowboys and the Ravens. You know, I, I was very excited when you decided to use this as our Game of the Week here on the podcast, Mark, and it... Uh, it's actually kind of similar to the Florida LSU college game in that we do have a very good defense. It's two of them scoring off in this particular game. You can't say enough about the Dallas Cowboys and what they've done on the season after losing by one point in their first game of the year. It's been perfect for Dallas since then. Eight straight wins, eight straight covers. And again, you can't say enough uh, for the Dallas Cowboys and the job they have done best team in the NFL right now in terms of the over under in this particular game opened at 43 and a half points and I'm searching right now we're up to 45 it's gone up a point and a half thus far we've got the Cowboys favored by about a touchdown at home this of course is prior to their big uh, turkey day annual home game that they play next week that is for sure so we're at 45 points in terms of the over under line uh yeah, slightly lower that line than normal. As I touched on very briefly earlier, the average NFL over-under line this season has been 46, and uh, we're one point below here at 45. Being as it's an interconference game, AFC, NFC, they only play each other, what, once every four years? But the last three games in this series have indeed gone over the total 52.6 point average. For the over-under selection, right now I'm kind of torn in this particular game. From a statistical standpoint, you can easily make a case that this will be a low-scoring game. But from a lot of the different uh, situations and systems from our database, it kind of points to a high-scoring game. But let's look at the stats uh, real quick. First off, Baltimore, one of the better under teams this season. Not surprising given their great, great defense. Three and six over-under is Baltimore's record this season. Average line, 43.7. The average Raven game has only tallied 38 total points. So their average game has gone under by minus 5.7 points. Dallas on the other side, 4-5 and five over under on the season. Average line, 46.6. Average score, 47.5. They've gone 2-2 two and two over under at home. 
two and three over under on the road. Again, statistically, we got the number one scoring defense against the number five scoring defense. And uh, offense, uh, not so good for the Baltimore Ravens. They've struggled at times this season with the number 25 scoring offense, only 20 points per game. Uh, Dallas, uh, number four scoring offense, 28.7 points per game for the Cowboys. Again, from a statistical standpoint, I'm kind of leaning under. But when I head into the database and start querying some different situations, Maybe I'm thinking the other way then. You know, earlier this year in the show, Mark, we touched on the fact that teams who rush the ball for 140 yards or more have been extremely solid over plays on the season. In fact, NFL teams who rush for 140 or more when the over-under line is 41 or more have gone 42-13-2 this season over-under. That's 76% of these teams who have indeed gone over the total And that applies to Dallas, that is for sure. They lead the NFL with 161 rushing yards per game. However, hold on a second. They're going against the NFL's best rushing defense. Baltimore only allows 71.3 rushing yards per game. This could be that one game this season where Dallas struggles on the ground. So if that is indeed the case, we'll see what type of quarterback Dak Prescott really is. If they're having difficulty running, he could be throwing the ball 30, 35 or more times in this particular game. So let's take a look at a couple situations very, very quickly here. Again, I mentioned this is Dallas before their Turkey Day game. Uh, NFL teams who are favored at home by five or more points before a Thursday home game like Dallas have gone seven and one over under in the last five seasons. Dallas beat Pittsburgh, of course, last week as a road underdog in a high-scoring game. Final score was 35-30. to NFL teams in the last four seasons playing at home off a road dog win in which they scored and allowed 30 or more points have also gone 7-1 and one over under. Baltimore, of course, they're off that Thursday game. They played last Thursday at home and beat up our Cleveland Browns. 10-2 and over-under from the database, non-division road teams off a Thursday division home win that applies to Baltimore this particular week. So right now, we're going to pass on the game, Mark, because statistically, I like the under, but some of the systems in our database point to a high-scoring game. Right now, I'm going to pass. But again, like that first game, that college game we were talking about, I may think about a underdog and under teaser in the NFL in this particular game. Perhaps taking Baltimore all the way up to about a 13-point underdog and then taking an over-under line from 45 up to 51 and playing under that total. So that's the way I'm leaning right now, a underdog and under teaser in this NFL game of the week. Underdog, under teaser. Victor King likes the under in the football game. No value. Might tease this game up to get the value in the contest in what looks to be another defensive war inside the National Football League this Sunday. As Victor mentions, the Baltimore Ravens bring the number one ranked scoring and overall defense in the league into the contest. 
They've held four opponents to season low yards this season, have the Baltimore Ravens, including 144 yards last week in their game against Cleveland. They completely shut the Browns down in that contest. Baltimore in a nice roll this week, 6-1 and one to the spread as road dogs off a home game when they own a 500 or better record. And head coach John Harbaugh has been terrific in his career as a non-division road dog taking a field goal or more. Harbaugh 17-8-1 to the spread in that particular role. The Dallas Cowboys come in with that number five scoring defense on an 8-0 straight-up and point spread run. They lost their first game of the season and have been nothing but perfect since. Eight straight wins and covers for the Cowboys coming into the contest. Good news for them. They're 5-0 straight up into the spread the last five games against teams out of the AFC North. The bad news is the last four times they've been home favorites against teams out of the AFC North. They're 0-4 to the spread. That fits a little bit more in with the personality of Jason Garrett, their head coach, who has struggled in his career at home laying points. He's just 3-13 to the spread as a home favorite when his opponent comes in off a win. The bottom line to me in this football game here is the after-Pittsburgh effect that's in place for Dallas in this contest. We've outlined this many times, numerous times, in the Playbook newsletter here about how poorly teams perform after taking on Mike Tomlin's Pittsburgh Steelers the very next game. When these teams go home and are favorite in contests after taking on Pittsburgh, they're just 13-32 and against the spread all time. I think this is a great role for the number one defense in the league taking a touchdown in a contest against an overly popular, very hot football team. I'll grab the points with the Baltimore Ravens for my side in this football game. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. And with that, let's hop out to Las Vegas now for one of our favorite segments. We join in with our good friend Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com. Andy, how's everything going for you in Las Vegas these days? Everything is going fine as the seasons collide. Since the last time we spoke, we had the start of the college basketball season uh, to join the other sports in action. But the NFL is still king, and we finally had uh, an exciting week of action in the NFL. Let's hope that it continues over the next month and a half. Yes, we sure hope it does, Andy. It looks like it's going to be a great stretch run for the National Football League here. As we talked last week, some teams were struggling in the league. Only 12 teams last week had winning records. They improved a little bit last week. Three more entered the club last week, so now 15 teams with winning records in the NFL. And it's getting to be playoff talk time with the NFL as well. A lot of upsets occurred in the league last year, both on the college and the pro football sides. Victor and I hit on that in the show earlier this week, so... Underdogs winning here was probably a good week for the sports books in Las Vegas. And speaking about sports books in Las Vegas, the Superbook contest you've been covering for us on a diligent manner here on the show each week, Andy, uh, from the Westgate here. How is things faring in the contest this week, up or down for the contestants on an overall scheme of matters last week? Well, we thought we had escaped the worst of it when in weeks two, three, and four, the consensus went a combined one and 14. But uh, last week, 0-5 for the consensus, including some ugly performances by the leaders at the top. In fact, last week, I indicated there were four uh, co-leaders all tied at 31 and a half. That group collectively went 3-17 and 17 in wow. the uh, plays last uh, week. Only one of them managed to have as many as two wins, two and three. Uh, in fact, even the guys right behind them, one was a two and three and one was a three and two. So we have 
some new leaders at the contest. It gives hopes to a lot of people who uh, may have been uh, back somewhat to make up some ground. In fact, if you went one and four last week, you gained ground on the consensus. Currently, the leaders are at 33 and a half points. There is uh, one contestant, uh, excuse me, five contestants at 33 and a half out of a possible 50 points. So that works out to roughly 67%, which is considerably below the 70% plus that we've seen the last few years. In fact, the total, including those tied for the final playoff paying spot, payoff spot of 50th, there's a tie for 44 through 54. 30 and a half points are slightly better than 60% would get you in the money at, as we approach the two-thirds mark of the season. As far as uh, the overall performance last week, uh, the contestants were a total of 5 and 11, looking at uh, the size that they preferred. If you played the top five or in last week six underdogs, as we had a tie for the uh, fifth most popular or fifth largest underdog. Those uh, were four and two. Uh, so for the season, it's been a uh, very disappointing result. And I'm trying to uh, come up with reasons as to why it may be. And I think part of it may be is that there's less, either less sophisticated action in the pool this year, or just a lot of people just playing numbers and line moves, which haven't really seemed to work. We saw uh, in a number of instances last year where some uh, players played the advantage lines, even though uh, the line moved against them and they ended up not working. I think also the fact that there was a takeout imposed this year of 8% kept a lot of the advantage players, a lot of the sophisticated players on the sidelines in the contest this year. So it's, uh, for lack of a better term, not as sharp a field overall this year as it uh, uh, has been in, in past years. Although, to be fair, and we've talked about it on past shows, the number of games in which the point spread has come into play this year, and by that I mean favorites winning but failing to cover, is at historical lows. We're roughly at about a 6 or 7%. That's about 10 percentage points below of the normal uh, season in which about 16 to 17% of the time favorites win but fail to cover. Andy, I think that's a great observation on your part about the lack of success, if you will, from the contestants in the contest this year. And I think it is an accumulative combination of all those factors here. One, the favorites winning and covering the football games. A little bit of room, not much room for the dogs to hang those covers. The other being uh, the, the the field itself here, when that uh, tax was imposed on the entry fees and some of the sharps elected not to get in. It opened it up for more of the, what I'm going to call, non-professional type players here. And just to look at the results last week, you find 0-5 in the consensus on a week that was a huge week for underdogs in the National Football League last week. And that speaks volumes, given the fact that it looks like the leaders were awfully chalky uh, most of the season long. And they ended up biting them hard last week. You go 3-17, and 17, the top four people in the contest, because it was a huge underdog week. I think that leaves a, a ray of hope, if you will, for people that maybe aren't in the top 50 but have a chance to maybe you know, cling to their handicap and hope that uh, maybe perhaps these chalk artists, if you will, the guys that were leading the contest, will not continue their surge. I think the bottom line to the whole thing, Andy, here, just to cut it short on my part, is that you're talking about less than 67% leading the contest here. And we've been talking, like you said, historic numbers in the past, well over 70%. So things are down, if you will, handicapping wise. Does it also equate the same way, Andy, to the sports books? How are they doing? I know that the, the contest results are down this year. Uh, how are the sports books doing overall in the national football league this year? Has it been up or down for them? 
I think overall it's been up, but it had not been a great season. Last week certainly helped, and I'll just give you just going back to uh, the comment about the leaders in the in the contest. The two games that I think surprised a lot of people last week, and a lot of them played in the contest, the game between the Texans and the Jaguars were in the contest. Houston was a one-and-a-half-point road favorite. The money came in over the counters that made Jacksonville as high as a three-point favorite, and yet a lot of the contestants took the Jaguars plus the one-and-a-half. The other game that showed a very similar move was the game between the Bears and the Buccaneers. That game was a pick in the contest. A lot of money came in on Chicago. I couldn't understand the moves in either game, but as a result, the Buccaneers were plus three uh, on, uh, on post-time, so a lot of the contestants, including the leaders, played the Bears at pick and we saw what happened in that game. So I think maybe it could also be a, uh, a case of uh, not just the contestants, but also some of the betting public in some of these games that are right around Pick'em outsmarting themselves. Been a lot of uh, key observations inside the Westgate Superbook contest. We're visiting with Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. And if you haven't put your hands on a copy of his football news- newsletter this week, I encourage you to do so. Log on now at TheLogicalApproach.com to get your copy or you can score a copy inside the playbooksuperstore.com website as well. Andy, I know uh, talking about these lines and these big dramatical moves that happened last week, anything that's noteworthy from the send out last week to the lines that we're speaking about looking at this week as, as we speak and do the show here today. Yeah, I've always found this over the last four or five years since the Westgate started doing it to be a very valuable tool where they put out lines 10 days in advance of the games to be played prior to the weekend before the game to which the the games to which these lines occur because it gives you an opportunity to study the adjustments that are made uh, just based on the results. Now, in a couple of instances, we've had line moves that resulted as a result of injuries or quarterback changes, but some of the more interesting ones this week, we saw, for example, the Thursday night game, New Orleans and Carolina last week. Carolina was projected to be a five-point home favorite over the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Carolina goes out and blows a 17-0 lead at home to Kansas City. New Orleans, but for that uh, uh, blocked extra point return, would have beaten Denver by a point. Uh, The line, which had been five, actually opened four and a half, but the money continued to come in on the New Orleans Saints such that that line is down to three and a half and tilting towards minus three as we approach kickoff time for that Thursday game. Other games that we saw some significant moves, I'll take a look at the game between Dallas and Baltimore. Dallas had been a six-point favorite last week uh, prior to the action. And, of course, that wild game in Pittsburgh continues to show that the Dallas Cowboys may continually be underrated by the uh, betting market. So if tax was imposed, the Dallas Cowboys opened a seven-point home favorite against the, uh, Baltimore Ra- against the Baltimore Ravens this coming Sunday. Philadelphia at Seattle. Last week, Seattle was projected to be a five-and-a-half-point home favorite. On Sunday afternoon, the Philadelphia Eagles had a very nice win over an, uh, a solid Atlanta team. So when that line came out Sunday afternoon before the Sunday night game, Seattle had been, had been adjusted downwards to just a four-and-a-half-point home favorite. Then they go out on the road, and of course the game comes down while that Sunday night game was going on, and they win at New England. When that line came up on uh, Monday morning, Seattle had been put up as a six-and-a-half-point home favorite, so a significant move of basically two points based upon that one game uh, between the Patriots and the Seahawks. 
the Sunday night game this coming week, Green Bay at Washington. Uh, the Packers lost last week at Tennessee. The uh, Redskins won at home against Minnesota. Last week at this time, the Redskins were one-and-a-half-point home favorites. When that line came back up Sunday afternoon, Washington was installed as a three-point home favorite. The line was bet down to two-and-a-half. And then a little bit of an interesting situation that I'm not quite sure I fully understand. The Monday night game last week, Oakland, a three-point favorite against Houston in a game to be played in Mexico City. Houston had a nice win at Jacksonville. Oakland was on their bye, yet the line came back and Oakland opened a three-and-a-half-point neutral site favorite. Has been bet up to five-and-a-half or six, despite nothing of note really happening over the last few days. A lot of support for the Oakland Raiders continuing here with them off their bye week, this game being played in Mexico. I guess the NFL gets this game in before Donald is able to build his wall this game <laughs> in Mexico City this week between the Texans and the Raiders. Victor, I know you'd like to ask Andy a question on the show this week as well before we get to his complimentary play, if you would. Yeah, last week's Sunday night game was a great one, Andy. Uh, New England Patriots, Seattle Seahawks. The game ended with New England on the one freaking yard line and. I know the outcome didn't surprise some of the sharps out there like Mark. I know Mark had Seattle as one of his plays last weekend. But here, the Patriots were a team that had had previously gone 20-1 and one straight up at home in the last four years, home against non-division opponents, 16-4 and four ATS. What was the impression out there in Vegas with the Patriots not only not covering the point spread but losing outright to the Seahawks? Well, I think the game probably results in more of an impressive uh, f uh, impressive performance and perception of Seattle than it does anything negative about the Patriots. The Patriots remain the favorite in the Super Bowl. Now, we did see an adjustment as a result of that game. Last week when we spoke, I don't know if I mentioned it to you. I may have, but the future line for the Super Bowl game itself had the AFC minus six over the NFC. And, of course, the AFC was expected to be the New England Patriots. Well, that's still the case, but after the results Sunday night, that line has now dropped down to where the AFC is now a four-point favorite mm -hmm. over whomever the NFC sends out. I happened to... Uh, take the plus six last week uh, with uh, the with the with the NFC simply because we don't know about the injury factor going that far out, and we don't know that New England is necessarily going to make the Super Bowl. But I think the result, uh, perception-wise, coming out of the Sunday night game was much more favorable on Seattle. Remember, they were coming off that Monday night game against Buffalo, traveling across country. We're going into right. a rested New England Patriot team, so I don't necessarily downgrade New England at all, but certainly have to upgrade Seattle based upon what they did in those uh, what could be considered difficult circumstances. Observations from Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com on this week's and this year's NFL football cards. And Andy, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you your complimentary play on the football show for our listeners out there this week, if you would. Yeah, what we're seeing in the NFL this year is, I'm not so sure it's parody or mediocrity, but I think we're seeing a shifting of the balance of power. We're seeing a number of teams or franchises on the upswing and others in decline. And I'm going to go to one such uh, matchup this week, and that's the Sunday night game between Green Bay and Washington. Washington, as he indicated, opened a three-point favorite Sunday afternoon, was bet down to two and a half, I think, because a lot of people still believe that the Green Bay Packers are the better football team, and they may be the more talented football team, but they're not playing the better football. And in fact, if you look at what the Green Bay Packers have done this year against the weakest division in the NFL, and that's the AFC South, which has been the weakest division in the AFC going in all of football, the weakest of the eight divisions going back six years. They struggled against Jacksonville in the opener. Uh, they lost at home 
to Indianapolis a few weeks ago as a solid, uh, I believe, seven-point favorites. And then, of course, last week they were totally outclassed in their 47-25 loss at Tennessee, which was not even that close. And there seems to be clearly a disconnect, some tension between Aaron Rodgers and the coaching staff. The defense has been called upon to do more than they were expected to do because the offense hasn't lived up to capabilities. Meanwhile, Washington continues to show improvement. You go back to early September, there were all sorts of criticisms of quarterback Kirk Cousins. Well, he certainly silenced a lot of those critics. And right now, the Washington Redskins, 5-3-1 and one on the season, very much in the battle for a playoff spot. Now, the Dallas Cowboys likely going to win the NFC East to currently 8-1. and one. But Washington right there with the New York Giants and Philadelphia Eagles within their own division that may send two uh, teams to the playoffs, meaning that one of those three one of those other three teams will be left out. Green Bay 4-5 and five, trailing in the NFC North. I think these are teams headed in different directions. I'm going to be on the Washington Redskins this week as two-and-a-half-point home favorites against what is looking more and more like a dysfunctional Green Bay Packer team. Andy Isco likes the number the Washington Redskins at two-and-a-half against the struggling Green Bay Packers. Looks for the Packers' woes to continue when they take on Washington this week. Andy, once again, a great job on the show as always we enjoy our visits with you each and every week here when the vegas vibe segment here on mark lawrence against the spread i'm going to wish you the best of luck this week and i look forward to talking with you next week as well mark victor have great weeks and i'll look forward to next week thank you much that was andy isco joining us from the logical in las vegas don't go away when victor and i come back we're going to put the final wraps on the show i'll share with you my awesome angle of the week along with mine and victor's complimentary plays when we're back with the final segment here on mark lawrence against the spread The all-new Playbook Cube is hands down the easiest to use sports information app on the market today. Whether it's lines, scores, streaming alerts, newsletter downloads, injuries, or betting tools, the Playbook Cube has it all. To download your Playbook Cube free of charge, simply visit the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, or the Amazon Store. Find out for yourself why the Playbook app received a five-star rating. Only on the Playbook Cube will you find sports pages covering every NFL and college football team, college and NFL coaches and NFL starting quarterback spread records, power ratings, football newsletters, and much more. That's the Playbook Cube, C-U-B-E. It's where day trading meets sports gaming. Get your cube today and start winning tonight. There's a storm coming, a firestorm. Get ready to raise your game. Because watching sports will never be the same. Introducing FireFan. It's a game changer. Finally, a sports app that puts you into the game. You predict the scores. You call the plays all in real time. While you watch and compete against celebrities, friends, family, and other diehard sports fans. The more you call it, the more points you can achieve. Be a loyal fan and earn loyalty rewards. Don't miss the hottest sports app of the year. FireFan, ignite your passion. Download your FireFan app today at FireFan.com. Enter player rewards code, free FireFan. That's player rewards code, free FireFan. Play the game, fan the fire, earn rewards. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. From the hot South Florida sun, it's Mark Lawrence with his awesome angle of the week. 
All right, guys, let's get to it. Our awesome angle of the week on the football show this week in college football, we call it twice is enough. And what we're looking to do is to play on any college football home dog that's off back-to-back home losses if they're facing a 400 or greater conference opponent. In that role, these particular teams are 12-1 and against the spread. That's a 92% winning angle since 1980. We've got one such play on the college football card Saturday when Georgia State is a home dog to Georgia Southern this week. Georgia State are twice as enough. Awesome angle play on the college football card this Saturday. And with that, I'm going to hand it off to Victor King from King Creole Sports with his top complimentary play on the show. And, Victor, if you would let our know what you've got on tap, at King Creel Sports this weekend. Absolutely. I know we're running a little long today, but hey, it is what it is. My uh, one-minute uh, uh, firefan.com uh, wrap, if I can, Mark. You know, the last two, three years, I've been a daily fantasy player. Played a little bit of FanDuel, played a little bit of DraftKings. But about a year ago at this time, I kind of soured on the whole thing and you guys know what happened out there in the month of August and September and even a little bit of October. It seemed like every other freaking ad or commercial you saw on television were for daily fantasy sports. I mean, they were just killing you with these ads and that soured a lot of people big time. And in fact, to the point where, you know, a lot of States, uh, banned it. And, uh, that was the case. You know, in daily fantasy sports, in order to excel in a game of that nature, Mark, you got to spend a lot of time doing your homework. I'm talking two, three, four hours a day just to field the best possible lineups. And then to make money in daily fantasy sports, you got to have multiple lineups. I'm not just talking about uh, playing five, 10, 15 different leagues. But the ringers out there, they are playing leagues in which they have hundreds and hundreds of different lineups. And do you know how much money that costs to play a game like that? So, you know, because of that and the fact I soured on all those ads, I have not played daily daily fantasy sports this season. So this FireFan app comes at the absolute perfect time for me. Uh, as a handicapper, I spent enough time doing my handicapping, that is for sure. You know, the wife's telling me, get away from the computer. Let's go out. Let's head <laughs> to the casino. Let's have some fun. This FireFan app is absolutely perfect. You know, uh, 80 to 90% of the folks in this country are sports fans. Remember, only 10 to 20% of those actually play daily fantasy sports or fantasy football. So there is that untapped market out there. And that's where FireFan comes up i can't wait for the launch this week if the launch is going to be for the houston oakland game in mexico city on monday night i cannot wait to play this thing no homework required no big time money no big time bankroll required either so mark i'm really really looking forward to it and again like our commercials have mentioned thus far throughout the show firefan.com promo code playbook king we're going to have some fun this is going to be a uh, a, a great thing and uh, again in regards to the controversy surrounding daily fantasy sports this could not come at a better time that is for sure um our free play of the day before i get into that i'm going to drag out my king silver flare trumpet that i used to play in high school <laughs> and we're going to toot our horn a little bit this is a great week to come on board for Mark's 
10-star college football game of the year. Off that great weekend last week, Mark, the big best bet winner on USC, the NFL game of the winner on the Denver Broncos, 6-2 and two overall. A big one coming up. Definitely want to get on board for Mark's 10-star college game of the year. For our King Creole service, it's been a great year in college football. Now we've given a little bit back in the last two Saturdays. I'm not thrilled with that, but at least we've made up for it by going 8-1-1 one, and one in the NFL in the last two Sundays, and that included a perfect 5-0 and oh last week in the NFL. Chiefs, Panthers under, Packers, Titans over, Bears, Buccaneers over, Speedy came in with an outright dog winner on the Miami Dolphins, and of course we had that big five-star best bet in the Sunday night game, Seahawks, Patriots over the total as well. We got some good ones in the NFL a couple of really good overs I like, and we'll be posting those on the playbook.com website on Friday night. Another game that I, I like over, not enough quite to make a play in our King Creole game day service, but it's the Jaguars and the Detroit Lions over the total. It's been a weird week for the Detroit Lions, you know. They didn't even play a game and yet moved into a first-place tie in the NFC North with the Minnesota Vikings after Minnesota and Green Bay both suffered losses last week. And I know Detroit's been one of my bugaboo over-under teams, one of those damned if we do, damned if we don't, but I cannot pass up the fact that Lion home games have now gone 20-5 and over-under in the last five years when the over-under line is less than 48 points, including a perfect 8-0. and in the last 12 months with an average of 55.3 points per game. And that fits right in with this week's line versus Jacksonville, which is 47 points. So that's a nice little eight-point cushion in the game. And, of course, the same holds true for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. For some totals betters, it's going to be hard to pull the trigger on a Jacksonville over, given their offensive struggles this year. But this has indeed been their best high-scoring situation over the last four seasons, and that's on the road against non-division opponents in which they've gone 14-3-1 over-under in the last four years. I think we got some value. I think we'll see 53-55 to 55 points in this particular game. So that's our free play this week. On the podcast, the Jaguars and the Lions over the total. Join us for a few more overs on Sunday in the NFL and, Mark, I know you've had this date targeted for a few weeks now for your 10-star college game of the year, so let's bring it on. We will bring it on, Victor, this Saturday. Our featured college football game of the year will kick this Saturday. I'm hoping it's anything close to last year. We used Michigan State as a 16-and-a-half-point dog against Ohio State, and the Spartans went into the horseshoe and won the whole game in straight-up fashion. We've been on a really mega winning run on our top big games selections here. Seven and one our last eight. It couldn't come at a better time to take advantage of our 10 star college football game of the year. You can do one of two things. Either log on at playbook.com, get the game on a pay after you win basis or on a prepaid basis at a 40% discount. Better yet, join me for a 10 star weekend of winners. Every college and NFL selection play I make this weekend all for just $129 complete when you log on at playbook.com or call me toll-free to get on board for the big 10-star college football game of the year weekend of winners at 1-800-321-7777. And if you go online to sign up for this, also be sure to download your copy of the Playbook Totals Tip Sheet. The Tip Sheet Best Bets 5-1 and one in the month of November. Put that on your winning ticket in time for Sunday's NFL games as well. My complimentary play on the football show this week, I'm going to use 
a four-win Duke Blue Devil football team and fade the Pitt Panthers off their big, humongous win over Clemson last week as 22-point dogs. Clemson is one of 18 teams that will be playing in college football this weekend that has four wins on the season. These four-win teams are now up in what we call dire straits mode. They have to win two games, either two of their final two games or two of their final three games to become bowl eligible. And this is the week you'll find out we'll separate the contenders from the pretenders with these football teams as they look to make it five wins to get closer to becoming bowl eligible. Duke has been a bowl team each of the last four years in a row. And you take a look at this football team. They've won solidly in the stats their last five games in a row. They're playing their best football of the season right now are the Duke Blue Devils. Pittsburgh, as I mentioned, off that big upset win over Clemson. They're 1-8 to the spread the last nine times after they've won a straight-up game as an underdog are the Pitt Panthers. Worse, from the Midweek Alert newsletter, they're 0-4 in the stats their last four football games. They've been out-yarded each of the last four contests with the 100th-ranked defense allowing 450 yards a game. We'll grab up the points with Duke for our complimentary play on the football show this week. And that's going to put the final wraps on this edition of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. I want to thank our co-host Victor King from King Creole Sports, our good friend Andy Isco from the TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas, joining us as he always does with another great job on the show. Patrick O'Donohue with FireFan, his FireFan's games code. Log on now at FireFan.com. Use the code FireGames. And join Patrick O'Donohue as well. And once again, our good friend Jack Reynolds, who we know is listening from above. Until next week, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always remember to bet with your head, not over it. And good luck as always.